0: So don't worry. Uh, Cammie will be back next time. We're uh, we're rooting for the golf team as they're competing right now. Uh, Before we jump into stuff this morning, I want to spend a bit of time making sure that everyone's on the same page with the engaged schedule. Uh, You'll get an email this afternoon with all of this information. So I'm going to go over it now, and then you're going to get it in print later today, all right? So the Engage event is a required multiple-day event for all Central Christian College students. So if you're a student-athlete, your coach should already be aware of this, so practices, games, all of that. Hopefully they don't conflict with the Engage schedule because our expectation is that you're a part of this. So first, let me tell you a little bit about our speaker, and then we'll look together at the schedule. I am so, I'm so stoked that next week, Pastor Brian Worth is going to be with us. Pastor Brian is from Long Beach, California, uh, where he's the pastor of Chapel of Change. Uh, It is one of the largest, fastest-growing churches in the country. As a teenager, Brian was sucked into gang violence in L.A., where he watched his older brother be shot dead. At 14, he was gunned, Brian was gunned down by a rival gang. And at 16, Brian was arrested for murder and sentenced to life in prison. Brian was crushed by hopelessness until one day while he was in prison, he surrendered his life to Jesus. And after 16 years of being in prison, God touched then-Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger to free Brian from prison. You guys, I've heard... I have heard Brian speak before, and it is one of the most powerful stories of God working in someone's life that I've ever heard, and it is amazing that he's agreed to come and be with us next week. So I'm so, I'm so, you are not going to want to miss Pastor Brian. Now let me talk a little bit about the schedule, just so that we're all cleared. First, all, we're all, you need to be at all of the sessions. So if there's an engaged session, you just need to be here. All of the sessions are gonna take place right here in this room. So they're all at MacFree in the church sanctuary. Each session, each session is worth a touch point. And can I say that like I know we're only on like month two of the school year, but some of y'all, you already need, you need like this will be really helpful. Some of you need touch points already somehow. It's amazing. Uh that you do, but you do, so the stuff's going to be really good, Brian's going to be amazing, and they're for touch points, So you're not going to want to miss it, so the first session is actually this coming weekend, and you have, two, and this is kind of confusing, so stay with me, you have two opportunities for the first session, you only have to go to one of these time slots, this Saturday at 6 30 right here, and attendance will be taken by me for a touch point, point. Or Sunday morning at 10.30, which is the McPherson Free Methodist Church's church service. Brian will be speaking there as well. Saturday night, Sunday morning, it's the same talk. So You can pick one of those two. If you go to Sunday morning, Missy Mays will be back in the coffee area before and after church to make sure that you check in with her for a touch point. All right? Again, you can choose one of those two options. You don't have to go to both. You're only going to get one touch point for this one. All right? Does that that make sense? Good. Monday, September 13th, we'll have a session right here at 10 a.m., this time on Monday, 10 to 11, and then another session right here from 7 to 8. Again, attendance taking it both. Tuesday, September 14th, you'll go to class as normal during the day, and there'll be one session Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. right here. All of this taking place right here in this room. Again, Saturday at 6.30 or Sunday at 10.30. You can pick one of those. Monday at 10, Monday at 7, and then Tuesday at 7. Again, I will email you this schedule. But does that make sense thus far? Are you with me? Are we tracking? Are you good? Good. Now, this is really fun. I'm enjoying this. Next, Wednesday. September 15th, we are bringing back a tradition that was near and dear to my heart when I was a student, Uh, and you'll get details about this really soon, the all-campus picnic. The all-campus picnic is next Wednesday. This is for everyone, faculty, staff, students. This will be your class attendance for the day. So if you don't show up here, it's like you skipped all of your Wednesday classes. So don't do that we're going to meet here uh we're going to meet at 8:15, and in science halls lot. if you want to drive yourself you can there'll be vehicles from the school that you can ride in if you need to do that but we'll caravan to our location in between here and salina and guys it's it's a good time like how many of you remember going out there like how many of you have been to this location before it's the place with the giant water slide are we good okay there it is yeah let me just say that this, like, there are competitions within your dorm wings, uh, and the competitions have some serious prizes attached to them, and as somebody who in 2001 was part of the grand champion uh, tug-of-war team, uh, it's a big deal, and people take it really seriously. So I don't, I don't want you to miss this. It's going to be a really, really good time. Engage in the all-campus picnic. It's going to be a really great week next week. Are you guys, are you guys with me? Are are you with me? Yeah, you guys are so, so excited for all of this. I feel it. I feel the energy in the the room. Let's pray together and let me jump into this. God, you're good. And we we just pause and acknowledge that. We pause and acknowledge maybe how we're feeling as we come into this room this morning. Uh, Help us to to be truthful in our own in our own spirits about, about how we feel. God, I pray that as we look at the Bible, as we open your word, that you would speak to us through your word. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a Bible, I want to invite you to turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 3. If you don't, there is one in front of you in the pew. Um, you're welcome. Exodus, chapter 3. We're making our way through God's story, God's saga, and until this point, we've really only made it like through the first few chapters of the first book, which is Genesis. Like chapel this year, so far we've made it like six chapters into Genesis, like we haven't made it very far. So at this rate, we would have to have chapel like 4,379 more times to get through the rest of the Bible. So, we're, we're not going to do that because, because here's the good news. This morning, this morning's chapter of God's Saga, this is going to cover the rest of the Old Testament. So, the rest of Genesis, all the way through uh, the book of Malachi. Now, hear me. I believe with my whole heart that this book, that these words are living and active, and that the first half of the Bible, what we know as the Old Testament, There's amazing stuff in there, and I don't simply want to push through a ton of it, so I'd encourage you. I know that for some of you right now, you're actually in Dr. Cromwell's survey of the Old Testament class. And as it as it relates to our theme of saga, I would encourage you to dig into that. But if I was to try to summarize the rest of the Old Testament, from from in Genesis where we are all the way through to Malachi, if I was to summarize it. I would summarize it as a conversation between God and his people, the Jewish people. And actually, actually, here's the thing. Before I took like this gig as the campus pastor at Central, I, I was a youth pastor, and I worked with middle school students and high school students, and I did that for a while. And so because of that, that mentality is kind of in my bones, and it's hard to shake it. So even when I'm prepping this, when I'm thinking about what I want to share with you this morning— there's part of me that's like, how would I explain it to middle schoolers? Like, how would I explain this? And I, I don't be offended, um, b- because this could be fun. So my youth pastor side, like, comes back, specifically my middle school pastor side. And so I want to give you what I think, and it could just be me. I, I like to watch you do things while I watch. It's fun for me. I think this will be a, a fun way to help you understand the rest of the Old Testament. Now, it might feel kind of middle schoolish, but I promise you'll remember it, and if nothing else, those of you in Old Testament, I'm about to give you a study hack, like none other. All right? So if I was to teach you all the rest of the Old Testament, the, the order of, the, order of the, the Old Testament stories, I would say that it goes like this: Up, middle, down, middle, up middle. Got that? Up, middle, down, middle, up, middle. Now, it really helps if you stand up while we do this. So everyone stand up. Remember when I said, I just want to make you do things while I watch? This is that. So everyone stand up. So when you say up, you're going to put your hands in the air When you say middle, you don't have to do anything. You just got to stand there because you're in the middle of the positions. When you say down, you're going to sit down. When you say middle, you got to like hula hoop your hips, and I'll explain that in a second. Up is hands up, and then middle is just standing. You got it? Let's try it. Up. Middle. Down. Middle. You got to stand up and shake your hips. Yeah. Up, middle. All right, good, you guys got it. Everyone sit down, and we're gonna, I'm going to walk you through this. And so when I say your words, you've got to do what you're supposed to do, all right? Everything that I've taught you, everything that I've taught you is based on a map. It's based on the movement of God's people. So it starts with Abraham, who Pastor Dave talked about last week. And Abraham was up, you guys got to go up, in a country in the north. There's no one standing. Up, up, stay up, hands in the air. Up. Abraham was up in a country in the Middle East where all the Bible stuff takes place. And then, like we talked about last week, God calls him to leave his home and go south to the middle. So put your hands down. And then a while later, a guy named Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers and he's taken farther south all the way to Egypt and North Africa so way down you can sit down and then a few generations passed and God sends this guy Moses to free the Jewish people from Egypt and go back to the promised land in the middle so you got to stand up and hula for me the reason you're kind of moving your hips stand up stand up i can see you not standing like i'm aware stand up Back there, behind them, stand up. I used to like restart things as a youth pastor if everyone wasn't doing it. It's enjoyable for me. So the reason you shake your hips is that the Jews, they wandered around the desert for a while. They didn't really have a place to call home. So the the hula'in means that you're wandering around. They wandered around a lot of years, but eventually they were captured again and they were taken up So go up again. They were taken to other countries. But eventually, some of them got to return back to the middle to rebuild their homes. All right, you can sit down. You guys have it? Up, middle, down, middle, up, middle. If nothing else, again, if nothing else, I've given you a major study hack for Old Testament class. Again, the rest of the story of the Old Testament is the story of God and his people, this conversation. And when you engage this, what you see is that time and time again, God interacts with us. That God's in conversation with his people. Let me give you an example. Again, if you have a Bible, I invite you to turn to the book of Exodus chapter 3. Exodus is the second book of the Bible, Genesis, and then Exodus, and we're in chapter 3, starting in verse 1. So this story, story is about a shepherd named Moses who's living in this land called Midian. And God appears to him, speaking to him through a burning bush. Can you imagine Moses trying to tell people about that later? He's like, you don't understand. I was out in the middle of a field, and there was a bush, and it was on fire. There was a burning bush. His friends had to be like, I think you were the one burning a bush. That I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Thank you. That was, that's a slow, that was a slow burn. It, was a, you'll get it. Explain it to your neighbor. If you don't know, you're more sanctified than I. Uh, <laughs> so God speaks to Moses through this burning bush. And God says, God says, Moses, take off your sandals because the ground that you're standing on is holy. Moses, this ground, this place where you're standing, Moses, it's special. It's set apart. I'm here. Now, Moses had been walking this land for 40 years. Remember? Middle, like just craziness. It isn't that the ground is holy. It, it isn't that this ground all of a sudden just became holy. The ground didn't change. It's that Moses became aware of it. Which raises the question for us. Is it possible that we here now today are standing on holy ground all the time? That we're passing burning bushes on the left and on the right and because we're moving so fast and we're so distracted that we miss them. Is it possible that we have a God who loves us, who desperately wants a relationship, a conversation with us, but we're moving so fast or we're so distracted, or we're so unaware that we miss it. Now, there's this phrase that I hear a lot of. I've heard it before. And when I hear this phrase, for me, this phrase is like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, it's my pet peeve phrase. It's one of those things that when I hear it, I'm like, no. The phrase is, and then God showed up. Oh, church was amazing. God showed up. I was going through a bunch of junk, but then God showed up. We, we were praying for God to show up. The problem with this is that what we see when we look at the Bible, when we look at these stories of conversation of God and his people, what we see is that God is never the one showing up. We are. The book of Genesis says it this way. It says, Surely the Lord was in this place, and I was not aware of it. God's, God's omnipresent means he's like any and everywhere, all at once, all at the same time. God doesn't ever show up. We show up. For, for Moses, he became aware of something that had always been true. The ground was holy. Central. Central. Over the next week, you're going to have opportunity over the next week to dive deeper into all of this. Over the next week, through the Engage event, you're going to have opportunity to dive in deeper into all of this. And again, I'm so excited for you to meet my friend Brian Worth. He has one of the most powerful stories I've ever encountered. And so my invitation for you as we enter the next week, my invitation for you is this. Try it. Try it. Is it possible that you have been ignoring or moving so fast or become so distracted or so closed off that you're missing the fact that God is all around you inviting you into a relationship, a conversation with him? So over the next week, try it. Lean into it. What would it it look like That in the next seven days? What would it look like if in the next seven days you invested, I mean really invested in all of this Jesus stuff? What would it look like for our campus if we were a campus who began to take Jesus seriously? What, What would it look like if for some of you that you acknowledge that living life your way isn't working out too well? And that maybe Jesus deserves a try? What would would it look like to consider that, that maybe as you walk around campus that you're passing burning bushes and on the left and on the right, that there's a God who loves you, a God who wants a relationship with you, a God who is waiting for you to realize that he's been there the whole time and he's been waiting for you to show up? What would it look like? I'm going to invite you to stand. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do it again. <clears throat> Central, I want you to receive your benediction this morning. Hear these words that I've said every time I've been in front of you. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. And I want you to hear it And I want you to believe it, because it's true. God loves you more than you could ever imagine. His love for you is a love that has no beginning and no end. It's a love that you don't have to earn, and you can never lose. Whether you feel like like a success or a failure, He loves you. Whether you feel alone or surrounded by people, He loves you. Whether you feel righteous or guilty, He loves you. He loves you enough to send His Son to live for you, to die for you, and to be raised for you. Even right now, Jesus is before the Father, speaking words of love on your behalf. Jesus will return to renew you and the whole world because He loves you. This is the most true thing about you, the first fact of your existence is that you are loved by the God who created you. Before anything else can be said about you, this must be said. God loves you and that will never change. So don't forget it. Grace and peace be with you this morning Central. See you this weekend for Engage. Think how much better I'm going to be.